This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Dean Lewis with Falling Up on phoenixradio.com.au. This is Spaced Out and my name is Jack Lewis. Mental health, it's a subject that we often talk about more than anything else, but it also seems to be an issue that we struggle with more than much else. For something we hear so much about, how much do we actually know about it? So here at Spaced Out, we wanted to explore what exactly it is and how we can keep our minds healthy. So join us over the next seven or so weeks as we bring you... The Universe in Our Mind with Dr. Rachel Hannum. Hannum, Hannum, Hannum. Dr. Rachel Hannum has been a registered psychologist for nearly 20 years. Through that time, she has risen to become one of Brisbane's most trusted and respected psychologists and currently serves as clinical director at North Brisbane Psychologists. She joins me now. Good afternoon, Rachel. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, Rachel, mental health is, is um, it's such a, bit, a broad bracket, isn't it? We talk a lot about oh, yeah. depression and anxiety, but what exactly are they and, and how different are they from each other? Ah, great question. Well, these are the two most common presentations that we see in private practice in clinical psychology work. Um, And sometimes people are doing it tough and struggling with both anxiety and depression, sometimes one or the other. So the hallmark signs of depression are feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness, a loss of interest in things that you used to find enjoyable, can be um, difficulty sleeping, too much sleeping or not enough, feeling exhausted, changes in appetite um, and just feeling really low on energy. And anxiety is quite different, although, like I said, some people can experience both um, concurrently or oscillate between them. With anxiety, we've got severe and persistent worry and overthinking, catastrophizing, you know, seeing worst-case scenarios and obsessing over situations, feeling indecisive, nervous, fidgety, restless, agitated. Um, And it's different from just feeling sad or worried. All of us have sad days and we react. It's quite normal to react with worry to situations or sadness. But this is where it kind of doesn't necessarily fit the situation and it persists over time. Right. So how can can we sort of tell the difference um, between when we're feeling sort of Um, sad and worried to when we might be depressed or anxious? Yeah, well, I mean, often people aren't sure at first. Am I just sad? Is there a reason I'm sad? Oh, yeah, I had a breakup or my dog died or I'm worried because I've got exams and I'm thinking, you know, I might not pass all of my subjects. But um, if the the sadness or the worry persists over time, and in, in clinical diagnoses, we often say it needs to have been going on for six months. Yeah before a diagnosis will be given. So, you know, normally our worries and sadnesses start to abate a little bit over time. You know, we, if we fail a subject at uni, we feel, you know, sad and anxious about it for a couple of weeks maybe, but then we make a plan and we move on. But if the worry persists and the situation, you know, is okay now, but we're still feeling, you know, really down or really worried yep. and anxious, then probably good to go and talk to someone about it right um what is what's physically going on in our in our brains when we struggle with these things Mm, good question i mean it's really complicated the chemical concoctions going on in our brains and nervous systems two of the main players which most people have heard of are adrenaline cortisol 
and these are actually just two of about 60, oh, I think 50 or 60, I can't remember, stress hormones that are secreted by our adrenal glands, yeah. which sit on top of our kidneys. And these stress hormones are very useful. We know we all need adrenaline to get things done. Cortisol helps um, lower our digestive system and redistributes resources around our body. And this is really you know, quite useful for motivation and um, self-protection but what can happen is when our natural stress responses go a bit haywire you know these stress responses should be self-limiting but sometimes the brain goes awry and our adrenaline and cortisol levels don't drop back to baseline yeah and so you know we yeah we we might notice that we're anxious depressed have digestive problems headaches muscle tension all sorts of ways in which too much adrenaline and cortisol can manifest as symptoms in our body. Yeah, right. And so um, th- those two chemicals, adrenaline and cortisol, are they also uh, responsible for, for sadness and worry like before, but just in, in shorter term, in shorter term? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty complicated sort of a chemical um, formula that goes on. Yeah. But generally speaking, People with high anxiety have high levels of adrenaline in their system. And if we have too much cortisol over time, um, we can end up in sort of shame, which is feelings of worthlessness and depression. So, yeah, they do tend to be associated with anxiety and depression differently in that sense. Yep. You mentioned at the start that depression and anxiety are the two sort of major presentations that you see um, when people have mental health struggles. Are Are there others which we should be aware of? Yeah, they are the two main ones. Um, Sometimes we meet clients who are struggling with bipolar disorder symptoms. They might be high-functioning human beings, holding down jobs, looking after kids, but they tend to oscillate between high levels of anxiety and mania and then back to sort of low energy and depression. So bipolar is another thing that we see. And then we see what's more considered developmental issues, not mental issues illnesses such as ADHD and ASD, quite common presentations to psychologists, but um, people with those neurodevelopmental issues often experience anxiety and depression uh, as a result of, you know, finding life just a bit harder to do and society a bit harder to fit into. Yeah. For for people struggling with this, is there is there hope and what can we actually do to, to treat mental health struggles and and maybe specifically, what does research say is the most efficient or most effective? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've had clients tell me that they think I've saved their lives. Yep. You know, I think one of the things that's brilliant about my line of work is that, you know, we do give hope to people and we can do that very empirically and genuinely because we've seen people get better. Um, as well as psychotherapy, which can be very useful to help uncover an understanding of your own mind and strategies for changing thinking style and making a plan for how you're going to, you know, change aspects of your lifestyle. Um, Some of the things that people can do and already do do for their mental health are things like exercise, you know, vigorous exercise, whether it's walking or yoga or team sports um, has a major impact, you know, on our mental health because it releases serotonin and other feel good hormones. Um, you know, there's so many ways we can do self-care, meditation, mindfulness, um, social support, you know, making sure we, um, you know, catch up with friends and stay connected socially. And then there's things we can avoid doing, like avoid too much caffeine. That can increase anxiety and diminish 
quality of sleep. Um, you know, be careful with drugs and alcohol because they're not good for our mental health over time. Yep. Um, and then we could, there's plenty of apps that people can download. I love the Calm app and the Breathe app. And these can help us change our self-talk, learn um, how to practice mindfulness and a range of other strategies which definitely help us to feel better. Yeah, well, great. Thank, thank you, Rachel. We really appreciate what you and, and other psychologists and, and health workers do in, in really helping our minds and bring attention to the, to the issues on our minds. So thank you so much for joining mm. me today. Mm, thank you so much for having me, Jack. And you'll be back next week to talk about uh, mental health and specifically with children, with Pat. Yeah, I, I think I'll be back for the next uh, six weeks after this or something like that, yeah? Yeah, I'm really looking for And one, um, one episode we're hoping to dig into what you spoke about with sport and how sport can be uh, effective in, in uh, relieving our mental health. Mm, I'd love to get more into that. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you for the next few weeks on air. Yeah, thank you so much. That was Rachel Hannon from uh, Psychologist at North Brisbane Psychologist. You're listening to Spaced Out on phoenixradio.com.au and this is Sean Mendes with Wonder.